Me, 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 me. Hello, everyone, and this is my name, Connor Limbaugh, the co-host. And I'm Paul, the real host. And this is... Opinion. Central. Central. All right, welcome back, everybody. Now, if you didn't notice, that intro quality went up three thousand percent. That's because previously we were playing the audio through a nineteen ninety-eight box TV, and we just recorded in the mic, and then we played it. But now we we got the mm-hmm. the real thing, so mm-hmm. quality yep. it, it's up there now, and I, it's going to stay like that. So, you're welcome. Now, today, we have two guests. They have both been on the podcast before, not together, so this is the first time in Opinion Central history that these two have been in the same recording room. Yeah, this is quite the quadricep. You guys want to go ahead and slap your names onto this brand? You know, okay. My 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 name's Chungus. Hey, Chungus. What's up? Uh, it's glad, really a pleasure to be talking with you today. Um, I didn't think I'd get the opportunity, at least in this lifetime. Yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah, in demand my name, kind of fellow. Uh, my name is actually Ben. I'm Paul's brother. He's, he's the one who made the intro. Fun fact. Oh, oh it was you. Yeah. It was you. Oh, yeah. You okay. did this to us. Yeah. We're stuck with that. Now, now, why don't why don't the uh, mystery second guest also introduce himself? Because I'm sure people are <laughs> on the edge of their seats, ready to hear oh, who this man. is. They're all waiting with bated breath. Yeah. It's Gordon. I was on the Nintendo episode, and I'm Connor's brother. Oh, also, fun fact. My uh, voicemail greeting when I was in high school was a recorded. I did hold my phone up to like a nineteen, like ninety box TV from a VHS, like a line from Monty Python. Everybody hated it. It was horrible. Oh, that's hilarious! They're well, lying, man. That sounds pretty dope. What was the it, line? It was. It was one of like the lines from Monty Python when the when the Frenchman is like taunting the the guy the, from the tower. Yeah, the, ah, the, the Frenchman in your is, general is taunting direction. Them. Yep, it was actually that exact line. <laughs> <laughs> and people didn't like this. Oh, oh, my friends all hated it, but I thought it was hilarious. I I would find that really funny. I had to work with the tools I had, and all I had was a crappy flip phone that my parents probably got out of a discount bin. Bro, you had a flip phone? I know, I'm so old. Oh my god, dude! That's radical! Dude, I only know Apple Watch. What is did this? Did you have an antenna? <laughs> it did have an antenna. Bro! Holy shit! 
That's so cool. All right. All right. We're not we're not here to talk about how old Gordon is today. We're actually here to talk about card games, trading card games. Ooh. Yeah. Dueling master card games. I thought this was NASCAR week. I did too. I have my NASCAR sponsorship ready. Yeah. Jeff oh, really? With us. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our fifth guest. NASCAR, get yeah. fast cars. That's what they say. I, I approached him and I was like, hey, Gordon, Jeff Gordon, eh? <laughs> eh? 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 All right. So, if we're going to dive into the trading card game Empire, it's only right to start with the Pokemon trading card game, which was released <laughs> in 1996. Are you sure it's not right to start with Magic the Gathering? Okay, fine. We'll start with Magic the Gathering, which was released in 1993. I just wanted yeah. to throw in what I knew, because I wrote down the dates. So. Mm. You're just so knowledgeable. Yeah. I really, I really, There were three major card games released before 2000. It was Pokemon, Magic, and then Yu-Gi-Oh! squeezed it in, releasing in 1999. You know, you know who I, I met someone last week? who had sold some of his old magic cards for like over a thousand dollars wow Ooh, did he have one of the power power nine he had one of the lotuses or whatever oh yeah. my god okay so, so oh god was it one of was it the black lotus or was it one of the i don't know if it was specifically the black lotus but now well, there was the black lotus and then there were five gemstones i know someone i'm good i'm good friends with who collected a bunch of old magic cards they're they plated around that time and they have like the Black Lotus and a bunch of cards oh. that were banned. And he even went to events. And this is when I found out how big of a nerd he was when he was a kid. He got cards signed by the artists who, who made each yeah. individual card. That guy who I was talking to said he got his cards signed as well. Yeah, it seems that... like they go around on tours and stuff. So, mm-hmm. that's good. So, so if you're listening to this and you don't know, Magic the Gathering has nine cards from their original print set that are considered far, far too powerful to be used in, like, any variation of them to be used in, like, any format. Mm-hmm. And it was from their original set? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everything since then is... Every every card printed since then has not matched the power level of these nine cards. Wow. And they sell for an absolute crap ton of money. Like, mm-hmm. Black Lotus, the most powerful of all of them, sells for, like, $20,000 or something. Mint. Yeah. How many are there? Is it are there? Nine. I'm assuming. I'm assuming they don't make them anymore. Oh no, no. That's something like two thousand copies in the whole world. Gotcha. Well, you know, in the TV show Yu-Gi-Oh, there are only four copies of Blue Eyes White Dragon. Yes, I do remember that. And not only that, but Kaiba ripped one up in like episode two. In episode what one, a is it the first one? Oh, it's the God. very first episode. I what? watched it. What a hook. Yeah, I, I remember... <laughs> he, has, watched it. he has the other three. Did you watch it in preparation for this? Yes. Okay, Okay. so the rules to that were you were only allowed to have three of one card in your deck, right? I I think so. Yeah, so he already had three Blue-Eyes White Dragons, so he just right. didn't need the fourth. Right. This guy's the worst. So there's also, also a card that uh, my friend told me about that during the competitions early on, this one guy... Once he won a match, he ripped up his card and threw it. And so Magic made a card based off of it. They don't make it anymore, obviously. But what you do is, once you play it, you rip up the card and throw it at your opponent. And any cards that 
like the the tears and pieces of your card land on are killed or demolished. Okay, so I know more about this actually. You do? All right, I'll I'll let you take it from there. So just throw it on their deck, and and they're all gone. So here's here's how it works. All right, so Magic the Gathering every once in a while they release sets of cards that are all joke cards. Like they're not officially they're not officially allowed to be used in like the official tournaments. But the whole set is just joke joke cards that are references to certain things or just like weird goofy stuff like one of them is i think you have to like play a game of telephone with random people or or there's like one where you have to switch seats with just a random person in the room that isn't playing the game (laughs) and they have to play for you or something like that but like one of them is you need to tear up the card and you can tear it into as many pieces as you want you can scatter it everywhere on the board as long as you you have to like release it from over a foot away or something and anything any shards of the card that you touch any other card on the board get removed from the game, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's pretty wild. But yeah, it's magic a card reward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, magic being the first really notable trading card game really just it, it set the the bar because even with its yeah. first several editions, it was already huge. And, mm-hmm. and like you, uh, one of you said, they they did tours and went around yeah. to do signings. Like it, it pretty much blew up when it came out. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, which was Pokemon, that came out the, the second major one to come out. That was the one that I think really just set this whole trading card thing in in mm-hmm. mo- into motion. Mm-hmm. Now, what personally did you all play? Out of let's say Pokemon Magic and uh, Yu-Gi-Oh when you were growing up, all three. Okay, I did not Earth. play Magic, but I played Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, my, some of my first memories are uh, Jay and I were playing. Um, Jay is my Pokemon. other brother. Yeah, we were playing Pokemon at your old house, the one that I don't think you lived in, Paul. And wow. That hurts. I think Teresa, our cousin Teresa, was babysitting, or maybe it was Aaron, was babysitting for us, and we we played one card, and then you had to do math, and we didn't know math. how to do math, <laughs> so we would run up to Aaron and say, "What? How do you do this? Forty minus twenty." Um, and she'd answer it for us, and we we'd be all pumped and go back to the game, and. We get ready to go again, and then we play our next cards, and then we had to do math again. So we had to run back over to Aaron and the worst babysitting job. Like it was, it was absurd because I just remember having this cycle of yes, we can finally play the game now. There's not going to be any problems, and then we would just run into the math problem again. Mm-hmm. Start all over. So I personally, I the only. Of those three that I've played, I played Pokemon Train Card Game when I was little, but when you play card games when you're little, you're not really playing it right. But I did play it. And then about a couple couple years ago, I got into new Magic the Gathering, mm-hmm. and I, I still play that a little bit. But Pokemon and Magic were the two, two ones that I've played. I've never played Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh always seemed confusing to me. Just the art. Yeah, and, no, oh Yu-Gi-Oh is confusing. Yu-Gi-Oh! was cool, though. It had the TV show to go along with it. 
Well, so did Pokemon. Yeah, so did Pokemon. Well, Pokemon's TV show was... Po- they weren't playing the card game. Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. They were playing the card game. That's fair. And that just amplified it, I think, as far as my fascination with it went. But I was watching the, ep- the first episode today, and it was really funny to me because um, they were determining how to win the game, and Yugi was... He, he was having this internal monologue of, I have to believe in my cards or else I'm not going to get the right one. Whenever he was drawing the card from the deck. Oh, man. That kind of provides, like, I mean, if you're comparing it to the actual game, it provides this false sense of being able to just draw the cards you want for no reason. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe. I, I just like it for that meme. It always shows up when he pulls the card and he's like, this card is useless. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not familiar with that meme, but... Now, it is, it is quite apparent since all those games came out all over 20 years ago, they have, they're have they all still quite relevant today. Yeah. I, I think Magic would be the most out of those three in popularity because I feel like Pokemon has just moved over to the video game and the TV Pokemon's shows. Pokemon's card game is pretty popular still. It yep. still is pretty popular. They have huge. tournaments. Um, I, I played know. the TCG of Pokemon my freshman year in college. Oh. Yeah, that's pretty recent. Yeah, Ben and I got into it one summer. Yeah, we, we played quite a bit that summer, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was pretty fun. But I, I, I do think Magic, though, is still... Like the biggest following at the at this time. We should have looked it up. We should have. That's on us. <laughs> we'll take the blame for this one. Too. I told you, I only looked up the dates when they were released. So I really put in a lot of an effort into this one. Um, yeah. Now Yu-Gi-Oh! I don't know now if it's really... I'm sure in Japan it's still pretty big. As most things are. In Japan, Yo. but oh, guys, guys! Oh, so he looked it I up. Found, I found some facts, and now my source right now is Instagram. All right, nice. And the I, most reliable source the there is. Source I yep. looked up the hashtags: hashtag Pokemon TCG, hashtag Yu-Gi-Oh, and hashtag Magic the Gathering. And oh, you gotta go hashtag MTG. Yeah. Oh, well, it looked like a watch company. What? Damn. <laughs> wow. A watch company called MTG. Oh, Magic the Gathering has been run now, by, run over by... They got bought watches. out. Yeah. <laughs> bought out by a watch company. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It, it doesn't look like a watch company. Oh, that changes the results. Oh, yeah. That changes the results. So, Pokemon TG, TCG sits at... 1.1 million posts. Mm-hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh sits at 1.2 million posts. Whoa! And Magic the Gathering, MT, uh, yeah, MTG, 1.3 million posts. Wow. Okay, that's a lot closer than I thought. Yeah. Now, Instagram being the only source, can't be too sure, but that is that is pretty pretty close. Yeah. Now. Now, if you, you fast forward, like, 
18 years, or 19 years, from the release of Yu-Gi-Oh, you get a new trading card game that is pretty mainstream now, and Ben knows a lot about this one, and it's called Keyforge. Now, yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah, I've only participated in several tournaments. It's all good. Mm-hmm. But Keyforge mm-hmm. has released like two seasons. Is that how they yep. go? They've released two seasons, and the next the next expansion is actually coming out uh, the eighth of the next month. Okay, and that and it came out originally in 2018. Was the first season? Yeah, it came out like. A little bit. I think it was October last year. It just released. Mm-hmm. Now, what makes Keyforge different from the three that we've already talked about is how each deck is completely unique, and you can't change a deck once you have that. Yeah, I think that's really cool. While with Pokemon, Magic, and Yu-Gi-Oh, if I'm correct, mm-hmm. you can trade cards, you can buy right. cards online for yeah, hundreds right. of dollars to get really OP overpowered uh decks kind of i feel like that's kind of like the point you know yeah that's how they want those games to work well exactly well with keyforge it's all you buy a single deck for ten dollars and then that's what it is and you don't change it forever now for someone like me for someone like me who's terrible at constructing decks i really like that Mm -hmm. and it's really nice for anyone just getting into the game you don't have to worry like oh there's these I'm, metas I'm or... not as good. I can't be as good as this guy because I don't have the money to buy these cards. Because you mm-hmm. know, you just can pay ten bucks and get a deck and just work with it, pretty much. Yeah, yeah but like someone can get lucky and get a deck that really works really well, right? Oh yeah, yeah that is 100%. that is true. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you only have money to buy one deck and the deck you bought it turns out to be complete shit, like, <laughs> and you're gonna be stuck in the toilet. Yep. Then just yeah, I mean. I personally think that it's really like I'd say it's less than fifteen percent getting a deck that's like noticeably so bad that you have trouble winning no matter what the condition is. I think there's about fifteen percent of those decks really bad. I think probably the next I'd say like sixty percent of decks are all if you learn how to play it, you can win with this deck. And then the rest percent is just like what twenty five, just decks that are so good that you'll see the competitive like advantage that you get. Mm-hmm. But it definitely Which is. I a... think. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that's just something that's really balanced about the game is the randomness makes it so that even when you might think you have a deck that's so good, someone else might have this random deck that you've never seen any like anything like that might stomp that deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just think it is a really unique take on the whole concept of trading card games. And while with Magic and Pokemon... Or, or, I mean, they all kind of go at it differently. While with Magic, you have HP. With Pokemon, you just have your... Uh, how, how exactly would it work for uh, Pokemon in the trading card game? Is it just your... Pokemon, you get prizes. There's six prizes, and when you defeat a Pokemon, you get to collect one prize, and the first person to collect all their prizes wins. And the prizes are cards from your deck that you draw into your hand. So, like, you're okay. gaining power as you kill monsters. Like, and then... Monsters, as you defeat Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And then, what is it for Yu-Gi-Oh? Life, Life total. Okay. Yep. And then the way Keyforge does it is you just have to forge three forge keys. Three. Yeah, it's not really about... So you have a counter on your side of the field. 
that counts up as you're able to achieve certain tasks. Yeah. In the game. So does Keyforge, does it have, because, well, actually, I don't know. How does the mana-based system, the <clears throat> stage-by-stage, oh. stage, the development, so say there's an early game, middle game, and late game, just with how you can play the cards and what cards you can play depending on how much resources that you have, how does that work? Well, I mean, Paul, you can explain this if you want. I've been talking No, about no, go for it. This. <laughs> okay. Um, so in Keyforge, how it works is in most games like Pokemon or hell uh yukio they have like summoning limits and stuff like hearthstone's a good example like there's mana so if you can't you can't play something if you don't have the mana. Mm -hmm. in keyforge each deck which is this is part of the randomization of each deck it's built up of three houses there's seven houses and from these houses you get three in each deck and when you play with that deck you call your house at the beginning of your turn, and you can play with any card, whether it's in your hand or on the board, affiliated with that house that you call. So hmm. what that does is it allows you to be different with your resources, because let's say your card or your hand composed of six cards has seven Mars, four Mars cards. You want to call Mars so you can play those cards out of your hand. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. To answer your question in, I feel like, a more direct way, mm -hmm. it's not really that much of a ramp up. Yeah, it's more of a steady state throughout the it's game. It's like you start and go at the same pace the whole time, almost. Gotcha. Like, the way there, you build is, up there is a little bit of a ramp up, kind of, naturally, because you don't start out with a hand of, like, all one house. You probably start with a blend of all three of your houses. And as you play all the cards of one house, you're more likely to draw cards of a different house. So, like your second and third turns are more likely to be like a slightly higher ramp up than your first one, but there really isn't that much of a ramp up. Like in Magic, you have to play one land every turn, mm -hmm. and you only have access to one And you might not have land a land played. as well. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen, right? You just don't have a land. Yeah, so for Magic, you use lands, and there's the different elements, and you need a specific land to play a card of like fire or earth. And if you, if you don't have an earth card... To, to use as a resource, you can't play any card that requires Earth. So there's definitely moments in Magic where I've played and just I haven't been able to draw any cards, and I just can't play anything. So, Ben, you obviously are very drawn to Keyforge. What would you say about Keyforge makes you like it more than, say, I don't know, Magic or Gathering? I, I compare it to Magic the most because it's so... I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think I mentioned this, but it's created by the same dude who made Magic, Richard Garfield. Um, hmm. And I think that's something really important to think about, as weird as that sounds, because when someone who's been working on a very successful game for so long has decided that he wants to start a new project, you think he would know, out of everyone else who's making card games, what could go into this new card game to make it unique and like addictive and fun. Yeah, he, he um, probably has a good idea of what works and what doesn't. Yeah, he, he's been around the block. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to draw attention to a certain creator named George Lucas. Never heard of the guy. I, I don't know he him made either. made three movies that were super popular and then was given a whole lot of grain to make three more movies. 
Mm-hmm. And if you want to hear Everyone more about... like, oh, they're going to be amazing. I'm, and if Man. you want to hear more about that, go to the Star Wars episode of Opinion I'm, Central. I'm just, I'm just trying to point you where this logic that you're saying is going. And I'm just... If you just, if you just but trust I mean, creator... You, I mean, but if the creator is truly just as good as he has always been and he doesn't lose his steam or he doesn't, like, have a creative block like you guys are mentioning from one person... I think it still shows that he can make something else that's really great. It's and, not like yeah, that, that happens but, to everyone. And, and you also have to remember for George Lucas's case, he finished the original <laughs> Star Wars by like okay. in, by the mid '80s, and he didn't I, create these new ones until 2000s. But like, what keeps you in Keyforge, Ben? Like, okay, um, giving it a chance, okay, yes, okay. is a good uh, enough. Like, the fact that it's the same creator is a good enough reason to give it a shot. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, what keeps me in it is uh, I love the addictiveness of purchasing new decks. Uh, just like any card game, opening and getting something that's really good is such a rush to me. I don't know. That's like the purchasing rush, but. Learning and playing with decks and having unique decks that I own personally that are like no one else's is probably my favorite part. Mm-hmm. And that I can learn to play each of these decks. And I only get better as I play more with a deck that might have a different style than another. So I can use that as my growing advantage to beat people that think they might have these superior decks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think the uniqueness of each deck is really cool. And that's the another beauty is that each deck is unique. It gives, I think, people who want to start such a vast wonder in it as well. That was like one of mine, because like when I first purchased my first deck, I was like, I want to see what's out there. And like, there can be crazy stuff that people might not have discovered yet, you know, from the first expansion that people haven't caught on to. Mm-hmm. But it's like different combos stuff. and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Now, why don't we move, ask that same question for you, Gordon? Out of Pokemon, Magic, and Yu-Gi-Oh, which one would you choose to play if you had to choose one? Magic. Magic. I, I think... Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I, I enjoy Magic a lot, too, so... Pretty much hands down. Yeah. I really like the artwork. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Like, I... I can't even I can't stress enough how much I like the artwork in Magic. It's so like, ugh. I don't know. It's just good. Also, the mechanics are pretty good. I um, I prefer like the ramp up kind of style that it is mm-hmm. more so than like something that starts off really quick pace. Um, you like the build up, yeah? I do, and. It's pretty complex. I haven't really played in a long time, which is regrettable. But and I don't think I'm going to start anytime soon, just because it's expensive to like mm-hmm. get back into it. Um, and also, yeah. But I don't know. It was definitely my favorite one to play. I would say. Okay, and you, Connor? Um, between Magic, Pokemon, and Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And Keyforge, if you've. Key I Forge. feel like well, see, I haven't. It's it's hilarious, it's, it's hilarious that we're comparing Keyforge, a small niche game, to these three titans, and like not even acknowledging the fact that there's like five or to, like yeah. five to ten other games in between 
popularity in between these three. I just Keyforge. I just bring up Keyforge because it is new, and then also Ben plays it, so he has the perspective perspective yeah. of playing the game. Right. I also think that Keyforge is going to be a titan of card games. That's why I think it's important to talk about. That's fair. Now, Connor, you said Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon. I have that that draw. I, I'm drawn to. Pokemon. Also, you. Uh, for you in particular, you have a lot of memories with it, as you talked about earlier with you and my brother and the struggles mm-hmm. of simple math. I mean, yeah, and well, I, I probably play. I've out of all those card games, I've played Yu-Gi-Oh the most. Mm-hmm. I have more memories of playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, I remember playing against you guys, you and Dylan and John, with Yu-Gi-Oh all the time. Yeah, yeah, us four would play it a lot, and I, I cheated a lot. I was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> he confesses now. I did. What? Upon the high court of Opinion Central. Well, yeah. I and I remember I remember having cards and um having being very attached to those cards. Mm-hmm. So trading cards with me was always a struggle. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, I was not receptive, and I never trusted my two brothers. Oh my I gosh, like, I got bullied into a trade once at school. Really? I, yeah. It was Dude. Pokemon. It was like back when I had Pokemon cards. Like I, I started. I I was I was actually ten when Pokemon came out. Yeah. Originally. So like oh they got these cards, and I'm like ten or eleven years old or something, and I've got a decent collection at this point. And I've got a Hitmonchan, which, if you know anything about the first printing, the first two printings of Pokemon cards, there were like three cards that were better than any other one, and those were Hitmonchan, Scyther, and Electabuzz. Hitmonchan was insanely good, and I got basically peer pressured by all of my so-called friends at school to trade Hitmonchan for three commons. Wow. Three for one. You gotta do it, it's three for one. I remember, I think one time I, that happened with me with my Yu-Gi-Oh cards at St. Joe's. Mm-hmm. St. Joe's was think, vicious. And I think, honestly, like, the teachers made me trade. Like, what? I have some... <laughs> the teachers like, were playing... Kid was, like, like, this kid was crying or something. Wow. And they were like, he, Ben won't give him this card. They're like, Ben, give him this card. I'm like, that's my card. And I think the teachers didn't understand everything. Oh, okay. Wow, that is cruel. So, I mean, like, I'm like getting tilted for my previous self just thinking about this story. So I can't imagine that, but it felt good either. I know. I, Go ahead. I, uh, so I have a story. I have a story. <laughs> um, in kindergarten, I we were talking about Pokemon cards one day, and Mitchell McCombs had <laughs> had a Rhyhorn. shout out Mitchell McCombs. He had a he had a Rhyhorn. And he was bragging about it, how cool it was and how strong it was. So I straight up stole it from him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Connor commits him. to theft online. I, the I stole it from him and then when he was devastated over what happened to it, I, I never I didn't even show a hint what? of remorse. <laughs> Well, wow, I feel like we're getting a lot of confessions today on this episode. <laughs> now, oh, I know all of your stories of trading cards are all in like 10 years old and kindergarten and all that. Well, 
myself and Paul John, who has been on the podcast, split, have played Magic in high school and it was probably senior that year. That dude smells. That dude smells. He, I, I can agree with Sorry. you on that one. Wow. Shout out to Paul John for smelling. Now, I never met the guy. I didn't say it was bad or good. He just smells. He, most people do. Um, but I remember he always wanted to trade a bunch of cards with me when we would buy new decks. And I'd always get really angry with him because these are cards I wanted to use for my own deck. And then it would probably end up with me just sending him home. And I wouldn't trade with him. <laughs> so I understand all your, your stories. <laughs> Very short story, but I understand all your struggles of, and, and angers with trading cards because I had those same struggles when I was 18. Um, so now I want to move on. We, we talked about trading card games in the physical aspect, but there's also the huge online audience. Oh. Now, some of the... I think the most popular one would be Hearthstone, which is yes. released by Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Magic also has an online. Fuck you, Blizzard. Blizzard's been <laughs> Blizzard's been doing some stupid stuff. We can. I mean, we can talk about it. We can um, if if idea. you if you all if the listeners want to listen to it. Um, nah, I don't really feel like it. That's a different for, energy. For, for those <laughs> listening, just type Blizzard online, <laughs> and you'll probably find some stuff. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Just go online and search Blizzard and form your own opinion. Just go online and go to the news, and you'll probably find stuff on Blizzard. Yeah, go to, um, type in news.com. And it'll just be Blizzard. WS.com, and it's just going to be a picture of a snowstorm. Mm -hmm. Now, (laughs) so yes, Hearthstone (laughs) is the most popular out of all the online train card games, and it was released in 2014. Yep. Magic the Gathering also has an online trading card game, and that one gets mm-hmm. refreshed like every year. I, I know that they do that in a weird way. Mm-hmm. And sounds like an expensive way. It, it's the very expensive way. Now, I don't really know much about Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon now, but but I do I I do know actually quite large. Yep. I do know. I've also, God. So, yeah, Gorn brought up Pokemon Train Card Game Online. Which it is, is huge, actually. So, so right now, pretty big thing. But I think even bigger in the Pokemon Train Card Game world is when it was released on the Game Boy in <laughs> 2000, <laughs> North there, America. <laughs> That's where the real that money was, the was original, made. The original online collectible card game. Was, Not even online. Was the Pokemon Trading Card game. game. And yes. It was, and it was... Game Boy Color. It was released in Japan in 1998. It was released in I in North game. America in 2000 and the EU in 2000. So that game was incredible. It oh that game was God. very well done. It was so good, and they oh, they added unique cards that could only work in like a trading card game in like a digital capacity. Like Hearthstone has a lot of mechanics in it, like Discover. Um. Where you like get offered three random cards from a certain set, and you have to choose one that like wouldn't work in a physical card game. Like you can't right. just randomly mm-hmm. choose a card out of a set if you're playing Magic: The Gathering in person with somebody, because that requires somebody to be on standby with one copy of every card in the set. Mm-hmm. Which is just an unrealistic expectation. But like, I remember in the original, in like that Pokemon trading card game, you could like 
travel around the whole island and get your badges or whatever. Yep. And then you were able to compete for cards that had like random effects like that, where it would like randomly attack a Pokemon in a deck or something like that. Yeah, that's really and it cool. Was kind of like really cool. It was like the first time I'd ever seen a card game try to do something that relies on that digital format. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did want to. I did want to cover that game because that was a very major stepping stone in the whole video game trading card game genre. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like. Do you think they come out after it? I mean, I guess maybe. I don't remember. I mean, that's the notable Monster one, though. Sure. That is the notable one. I, I'm starting to realize, the further we get into this episode, how much research we probably should have done, or I should have done. Whatever. But it's all right. We're here to give our opinions. And my opinion is I should have done more research, but does it really matter? No. Anyway. That, that game was so good. Yes. Pokemon Train Card Game was really good. Those wondering, I know there's very few of you, if you want to play it, you can download it on the Nintendo eShop on the 3DS. So Yeah. Still supported. That might be the power play. Now, power now play. back back to the, the current mainstream Blizzard Hearthstone. Mainly Hearthstone. Um, so Hearthstone, I think, is really cool because of its animations. Yep. Mm-hmm. A big part of the gameplay is just being able to interact with that virtual reality. Right. Um, even so, the character voices, all the recorded the sound material, it makes when you attack someone else's cards, mm-hmm. everything is really crisp. The music is really mm-hmm. good, um, and playing with the background. Yeah, playing um, with the map. The map, yeah, that's always fun. Um, Wait, what? The, like, the, like playing with the boards you get when you yeah, get the, into a match. Oh, I see what you're saying. So the yeah. boards for uh, physical training card games would be called playing mats. For those women. Mm. Oh, is that what they're called? Yeah. Mm. And you can get them in all different colors and sizes. They usually cost about 40 bucks. Yep, I think I have one. The Blizzard boards do not cost anything. Or you could just get some fabric from Joanne Fabrics for $3. Joanne Fabrics sells fabrics? Well, I think if you buy a Pokemon deck, for example, they will have a a paper one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They usually do. Keyforge starter set. Comes with two. Wow, let's plug That's Keyforge true. again. I own, I own one of those sets. It is actually true. I also own a set. So, gosh, you guys are making me want to go buy a Keyforge deck. I you can play online. Hot take: I don't like Keyforge. Oh, wow! And the room goes. And the room goes silent. I think this is because Gordon has some weird nostalgia with magic that he can't get over. Could be. Don't take it too personally, kid. I mean, I play other card games that aren't magic. I just don't play Keyforge. We all have our own opinions. so That's why it's a central opinion. Cent- that's why central opinion's a thing. Now, so Hearthstone has, has really been pretty dominating in the online training card game world. There's mm-hmm. been tur- like huge tournaments... And a lot of just, it's it's been very present in the yeah, media. Tr- bunch of streamers, um, YouTubers, um, a lot of people 
mm-hmm. business profit off of that company. And um, even the game itself, the in, in-game purchases and um, the different things. Like, it, it, it is a... Unfortunately, it, it is more of a pay-to-win. Yes, um, so Hearthstone is a free-to-play game. game but it, it it's does, free-to-play, but... It, yeah. it you if you want to be successful in it, you usually have mm-hmm. to spend a lot of money. And also, they've been coming out with a, a lot of expansions lately, and that just makes it very difficult to keep up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and understanding the meta, understanding what new cards, how how they're affecting the gameplay, and what how you can improve decks that have been good in the past, how they translate um, or how the, they develop. Mm. What a good point it, for me to bring up Keyforge. Because <laughs> Keyforge is infinitely going to be able to be used forever, no matter what expansion you play. So you're not getting outdated, which is one reason why I also don't like Hearthstone that much. Anymore. Right. Now, has everyone here played Hearthstone? Yes. Yeah. It's What's that? <laughs> Great. Have you played So Hearthstone? I'm going to expand on something Connor said. The one of the things I feel like that makes Hearthstone, well, at least lately, he said that there were so many expansions coming out lately, and like the economy for getting all the cards in the expansion is ridiculously mm-hmm. yep. overpriced. Like back before, like even a few years ago, they were releasing like much smaller expansions. I think they called them adventures that were like mm-hmm. 20 bucks each, or you could use the in game currency, but you got every single card in the adventure for spending that money. Mm-hmm. Right? But like you can spend way more than that. You can spend like 60 bucks on a new expansion, and you can get just two legendaries. Which are the strong, oh, the rarer cards, right? Mm-hmm. And there's like 32 of them total, and like half of them are necessary for all the good decks. <laughs> mm-hmm. I so. think the adventures were a bad way of I mean, giving people cards. Whether or not that's true, it's, is it better than their current way, or is it worse? Well, I you got a good say, point there, Chief. I would say yeah. one good thing that they have done recently is their solo play has fastly yeah oh yeah that's definitely a good thing because they give you the cards you don't have to really can um get cards yourself you don't have to have it in your inventory you draft a deck out of stuff that they give you yeah and you get to draft a deck and it's it has cool challenges um and it's yeah it's it's has a good difficulty level too um, so, does how how would you how would you state the the current position in in Hearthstone? Is it positive or well? I don't. Okay, not okay. Ignoring no. media, ignoring media. No, just Even we're, we're ignoring media. I would we're say no. d- just talking about the game itself. Even okay. ignoring um, politics, I would say no. So yeah, I think the game state. Sorry, Gordon. Go ahead. I think you were. I'm, I'm not. I did not say anything. That was me. Um, Sorry. Go, go ahead. Uh, I'll say it after. I wasn't sure where my thought was going, so someone else talk. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. So, wow. so then, wh- what I wanted to know then, 
if if its state is very shaky as it sounds like it is from all your responses, is there potential for it to fix its course, or do you think Hearthstone's going to phase out and new trends and new trading card games are going to pop up? I think there's a potential for it to fix its course. Like the with all these like freemium games to use a like kind of a made up word where the game is free but you pay for more. Mm-hmm. Right? For all these freemium games, you need to have a balance between people who are willing to pay a lot of money and people who are willing to not pay money. And, and like both of those groups of people need to be able to access the game or it gets ruined for everyone. Because if the game is nothing but people who pay a lot of money, then all of them have all of the exact cards and nobody, there's no other players. Now it but sounds like... completely people who don't pay any money, then the company obviously makes no money, so they can't continue. Now, so you need a balance between those players, and currently the, free, the free-to-play players are getting too frustrated to continue playing, it feels right. like. I agree. Yeah, so right now it, it sounds like the game is more f- favoring the pay-to-win strategy than... It favors the whales right now, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whale is a term that means someone who spends a lot of money on a premium game. Well, there you go. The more you know. Now, the more you know. It's also a large mammal, aquatic. <laughs> aquatic. Thank, thanks for specifying. It's very large. One of the largest. S-tier size. <laughs> it's very S-tier. Now, S-tier. Now... Speaking of other games up and coming in the online trading card game world, Riot Games, who, who is a very big, very big company with League of Legends, one of the most or the most popular free-to-play game on PC. It is. It, okay. Yep. The, the most popular free-to-play game on PC just announced a brand new trading card game coming out in early 2020 called The Legends of Runeterra. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. what do you think this means for Hearthstone in terms of competition? And then what? how excited are you for this game and what, what are your expectations out of it? My personal take, probably the first time... Hearthstone is really going to see a big-time competitor try yeah. to take some players away. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, Gwent tried it. Artifact. <laughs> Joke. Artifact tried and failed horribly. But I they, think this... People were talking about a relaunch for that game. That's yeah, all well, I mean, I hope like they it. do well, because... Now, what game, for the listeners, what game are you speaking of? Artifact is a game, a trading card game, developed by Valve as a counterpart to Dota 2. Mm. Dota 2 is quite popular, but Artifact was not. It required you to buy the game to play it, which I think turned a lot of people off. Yeah, it's quite clear the trend with these trading card games online is make them free-to-play, and if you want to spend money, you can. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I think this card game is probably the one that has the largest chance to overtake Hearthstone. It's first in Twitch right now, and it's not even out loud. Right now the the beta's on, yes. And it's closed beta, and it's the f- most watched game on Twitter. Right now, currently, I'm looking at it. It was at 150,000 viewers when I saw it the other day. That was the day it got released. It had 150. Yep. Where are we currently? Let's take a look, shall we? It is at 
93.6k viewers. Yeah, that's, a, that's a lot of people. For, that's a lot of people for a game that isn't even technically released yet. Well, League is 125k. My bad, but it's it the 10-year anniversary. Than, yeah, it so. is higher than Hearthstone by quite a large margin. Hearthstone's only got 13k right now. And wow. I think Something... I think another big Go. thing that is going to make this game very competitive and a lot more successful than Artifact and all the other competitions that have tried to rise up would be just the following that Riot Games already has with League of Legends. So they're going to have a lot of those people who already follow and play that game also start playing and following Legends of Runeterra. And I think that's going to be a really good boost for this game, just having that already present audience. Yep. Everybody's on the launcher already. Mm -hmm. It's probably going to be right there in their face. Yep. And so, do you think that Legends of Runeterra, from what you've seen so far in the closed beta live streams, will be better than Hearthstone? I can't. I don't think it's fair to like cut like put those two. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to make a judgment at this time. Yeah, it's okay. it's really early. So, that, that's I mean, that, yeah, that's understandable. We'll we'll talk about I it once know. it comes out. I do know that their card economy is going to be very different soon. You won't be buying random packs like you do yeah. in Hearthstone. What you do is you work towards a certain... You've got card goals that you work towards, and you can choose basically what type of cards you want to get. So, like, in Hearthstone, you've got the nine classes. In Magic, you've got the five colors, right? You basically get to choose one of those categories that you want to get cards for, and, like, all of your points go toward cards in that category. So you won't really ever get cards that you don't want. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, huge for card games. Not even Magic does that. I heard recently that Magic the Gathering Arena was doing that. Oh, really? Maybe I, my sources were telling me wrong, but okay. I had a friend at work who was explaining to me that you can kind of decide more how you want to get the cards. Okay. But, well, unfortunately, I, I mean, obviously the problem with this is where the gate is, or at least because people can't be like, oh, I'm just going to get every card. Right. Um, when you start when you start to get the amount of cards that you're allowed to get and then you want to get more but the only way to get more is you spend more money i know that the way riot is doing it is they're going to have like weekly available drops basically or something like that Mm -hmm. where even even with paying real money you still can only get so many cards per week okay got you now that's cool now hearthstone is on PC and it is also on Android and iOS. Legends of okay. Runeterra is also on PC and will be released on Android and iOS when that comes out. Nice. Yep. Now, do you think it is more probable for people to play it on more probable to play Legends of Runeterra on their phone or PC? Phone. Phone. Yeah. 100%. And I and I think and I read this the the one big thing in Riot Games is also releasing other games they've created on mobile for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I think this is really important because all these games and a lot of mobile games in forms of MOBAs and trading card games like Hearthstone is the market and just the audience there is in China. China yeah. is, I think, the largest audience for a lot of these games. Mm-hmm. I remember... The, when I went to China, very popular. There were a lot of very popular MMOs and MOBAs that you would play on your phone. And so like I think Vain, Vain Glory, Vain and Glory. There was Arena of Valor. 
Reno Valor, yeah, that's one of them. That was that was the really popular one over there. That that one's made by Tencent, which is a big Chinese company. Tencent is well, Tencent owns League. Yeah, yeah, Tencent yeah, owns League now too. So, but I I do think it's really important for League to release all their games or Riot to release all their games on the phone to to conflict and compete with Blizzard and all the other companies in China and everywhere else on the mobile market. Yep. Did we lose Connor? No, I'm back. No, Connor's, Connor's back. back. Connor had to uh, go go play around a Pokemon train card game. That's that's. No, nah, the connection just is sounding fuzzy. So. Oh man, we give you a good out. We give you a uh, we we give you the good <laughs> excuse, and you just go fuzzy audio. Oh, <laughs> I didn't. I, I honestly didn't pay attention to anything you just said. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, I was too focused on the goal. <laughs> the goal. So, mm-hmm. any final thoughts on trading card games in general, or the the online trading card game I world? Or have, I have two things. For Legends Legends of Ruterra, I'm excited that this game is new because I think that the development of um the playing strategies. First off, there'll be a lot of more creative ways just because people are going to be learning the game. Yep. And um, it'll be... It doesn't really matter what your experience with card games is. You can jump into this and pretty much everyone else is going to be new to the um, game. Um, I'd like to counter that point really quick. I would also people like to counter who, that. People who play other card games are going to be very good at this game. Compared also, to people who have been watching Twitch streamers for like the very religiously for the last three months when the game comes out are going to have a huge head start. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I guess... You got to start I keeping would, it right now. Hard to argue would, with that. I would counter even harder and say that a game, an online game where the meta isn't completely defined in less than a week is probably not going to happen ever mm-hmm. again what if what if I though agree. listen to this so hypothetical theory so what if theory theory this is a theory so league they released legend of Ruterra to the closed beta right now and people are playing it for the next three months people are going to watch them people are going to be playing it but then on the actual release date of legend of Ruterra, completely different game <laughs> Curveball for everybody. Oh God! All right. I mean, this is a very, very like interesting. Terra, but it's actually a farming simulator. <laughs> it's farming simulator, but with League of Legends characters. Oh my God! I'd play it. I, I would play this. I play Timo's mushroom farm. He's here. <laughs> exactly. Jordan, don't say that too loud. They're listening. Okay. No, but I want this. See. It, I would totally play Timo's Mushroom Farm in a heartbeat. Oh my god. I would too. Oh, for for anyone who doesn't know, Timo's a character in League of Legends, and one of his abilities is he throws mu- poisonous mushrooms around. It's it's not what you think it is, but yeah. What? <laughs> it's exactly what you think it is. Oh, they could be thinking it's bad. Why well, is bad? Don't step on those shrooms. <laughs> you can die. Yeah, that's true. If you if you Timo's nasty, dude. Timo is nasty, and he's like. How tall is he? Like two he's foot? Like, he's like a foot and a half or something. Yeah, he's God. very short. He's so malicious for such a tiny little boy. 
Yeah. I'd run from him at all costs. I would totally farm his mushrooms every day. But yeah, that that's just that, that was just my one uh, theory though. Maybe yeah. maybe Riot's really just ready to throw that curveball. But yeah. So so any anything else before we close it off? Connor, if you want to um, Shoot, I had something else I wanted to say. Oh, yep, I remember. So I think we all must address the joy of opening um, packs. It's real amazing. life. Yeah, it's like the it's addiction. The mm-hmm. smell. It is the smell of the cards. Having have it, feeling it, opening the package. All of it is a great. Experience. Getting naked in your bed and rolling around in them. Okay. Rolling in the cards. Taking a few and sticking them in your butt crack. <laughs> Like a credit card. Yeah. All right. Like so uh, I hope you all enjoyed this <laughs> all episode right. of Opinion Central. Ooh. Um, Thanks for having me, Paul. Yeah. Ooh, thank I you. Got some fresh cards right now. <laughs> thank you both for joining. And uh, after you you finish listening to this episode, go to your closest Walmart or board game store and buy a card pack, just because you can. Buy some Keyforge decks. Or buy one for a friend. Yeah, you or could, you could do that. That's how you can play. Playing with people is the best way. Or go to a game store because they're struggling more than a Walmart is or something. Facts. Yeah. Go to a go game to store. Local, go to your LGS. Support your local game store and and buy some card games. And a lot of them just have the cards in a you know, case where you can choose which ones you want to buy. Mm-hmm. Take kind of the guessing out of it. Well, no, you you can buy packs too. Buy a pack so you buy have that packs. experience. Feel that experience. And then Don't you can thank us later. Though. It is an actual addiction. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get too addicted. It is. Yes. It's dangerous. Anyway, I hope you all listen. I hope you all listen to this episode. Uh, to this, to this. And I hope you enjoyed it. That's a good one. Yeah. And I hope you enjoyed it as much as you enjoy opening fresh packs of cards. Yeah. I, I hope for those. With a holographic. A holographic card at the at the top. With a holographic Charizard right at the bottom. It's a beautiful sight. Tear goes down my mm-hmm. cheek when that when that happens. Now, mm-hmm. I, I hope that I don't know where I'm going with this. We need to just end it. Uh, Did we you will just see. Start a without <laughs> I, I started a sentence without an idea. I, I was so just into the the me- memory bank with the the opening Pokemon card packs where. Mm. I was just lost for for a minute there. That's how special opening a card pack is. Okay, that's that makes sense. Yes. Right. Anyway, I love you guys. Love you guys. Love you all. Love you all. See you all next week. Kisses. Bye bye. Why do joke. why do fishes live in salt water? It, it's because um, they decided because if it was pepper, they would sneeze. <laughs> <sighs>